Hey, Tractionville, quick message before we jump in today. We are sitting with Emily Morgan and we are doing a deep dive into a topic of delegation. And the reason we're gonna take the time to go so deep on this is anytime you work with an implementer and you get started, you're gonna learn about the five leadership abilities that you need to break through the ceiling of your business, your team, or you yourself. And one of the five tools in that to break through is to delegate. And it can be one of the toughest things because nobody can do it for you. You've got to choose to do it. So today we're going deep. We're going on the topic of delegation to help you break through the ceiling. Welcome to Tractionville, the podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with Benj Miller. And today we are excited to have Emily Morgan, the founder and CEO of Delegate Solutions. Emily, welcome to Tractionville. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, Emily, um, let's uh, let's start off by letting our listeners know um, who is Delegate Solutions. Yeah, so we're a 12-year-old company, um, and we provide uh, premium virtual assistant services specifically for entrepreneurs. Um, And our three uniques are really around accountability team and delegation strategy. That's what sets us apart from a traditional virtual assistant service. So have you heard of uh, an implementer, Tom Bauer? No. Okay, so this is a, this is a, this is a good story. A little shout out to Tom here. Tom has been a previous guest on our podcast, uh, but Tom is a certified EOS implementer, and he's the co-author of What the Heck is EOS with Gino. Love that book. <laughs> yeah. So so now you know Tom. So every quarterly collaborative exchange we have in Detroit for the past ten years that I've been going. Tom Bauer, uh, at some point during um, the conference, he'll stand up in front of everybody and say, get an assistant <laughs> to help them <laughs> to help manage uh, their practice. So let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of the services that uh, um, that you're offering um, the EOS community? Yeah, so our focus is really always around goals focused delegation strategies. So rather than just coming to us and and the entrepreneur has to figure out what to delegate and how to delegate, we really put together a strategy that's tied to what their core things are. So if you can think about, we work with you one to two hours a day typically, um, and that time could be spent on anything, right? There's a million distracting to-dos in the business that are slowing people down from growth. So that's why we always will start with goals-focused work. um, And we actually turn that into what, a a version of a scorecard. So we'll track, you know, what the priorities are. We call it our action plan. What are the goals and priorities that we're trying to hit? Who's responsible for what? And then week over week, we track if it's on track or off track. Um, But we'll do in terms of the tasks that we do, um, things that that typically come off first is always scheduling, um, adding in as much automation as we can there, inbox delegation. So going in so that you're really just getting the most important messages that you need to see across the day. Um, And then we do a lot of work around process design and, uh, you know, taking systems and putting them together and automating them and creating delegation within recurring activities in the business. Mm. 
Emily, why as entrepreneurs are we so bad at uh, <laughs> leveraging services like yours? I think we're getting better, myself included, right? I'm an entrepreneur. Um, really, it's just this this mindset of independence that I can do everything. And, and quite frankly, you probably can. And we all have done that to get the business to a certain level. But time is finite and you hit a ceiling around your time. And you really have to start to think about how to get things off your plate so that you're focused on the big picture within the business. Mm-hmm. I hear you using some uh, EOS terminology. You're you're running your organization on EOS, and is that right? And you're working with an implementer. Yeah, we work with the one and only Mark O'Donnell. He M- is <laughs> MOD. MOD. He's a longtime friend. I actually met him and his brother Tommy in Strategic Coach many years ago. We were sitting together and uh, became friends, and he's a long-term client and friend of ours as well. Uh, how, how long have you been working with Mark? A couple years. And how's your how has uh, that implementation gone for you and your team? Transformational. Really? How <laughs> so? Well, we're a virtual team, right? So okay. I've got 30-some team members all across the United States. Um, and it's a little unprecedented to have a, a fully virtual team that is servicing clients virtually. So everything we're doing... We're not seeing each other. So EOS has allowed us to to really share a common vision and communicate that vision to our team, um, create metrics around what the expectations are for the job and track those week over week. So it's been completely transformational to how we run our virtual team. Emily, take us back to your three uniques. And I was intrigued when you rattled those off. Talk us through those and uh, what they mean to you and what they should mean to the people listening. Yeah, thank you. So um, our first unique is accountability. So a lot of what we do with entrepreneurs is help them manage either their own accountability or the accountability of their staff. Um, So there's a case study on our site one of our clients uses us to manage his team's accountability where he will go into meetings and everyone will promise to get things done. And then he's off and running doing what he needs to do in the business. And then they didn't do it. So he uses us to really track that accountability and and add the follow-up. If you know Colby, you know, if you typically have a lower follow through on that second number, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a great way that we can plug in and help, but we also do it with the entrepreneur. So at the beginning of the week or, any day of the week, um, we'll talk about what needs to happen for that week and help them prioritize and make sure that they have time blocks on their calendar to get those specific activities done, any prep work that we can do to support them getting those things done. That's Hmm. that's the first unique. You mentioned Colby and, and, uh, we're obviously Benji and I are quite familiar with that, right? Because we're implementers and it's baked into our, our process. Is there an ideal Colby profile for a virtual assistant? Yeah. So we, we run Colby before we even hire our our staff, but we're looking for high fact finder, high follow through. Um, And we, the team we have, will have a low to mid range quick start. Um, And the team is really trained to understand the high quick start that an entrepreneur brings to the table right. and how a low quick start can really cause friction with a higher quick start 
over communication, you know, simplifying what you're saying. We use a lot of impact filters, which is a strategic coach tool mm-hmm. to help the entrepreneur better translate an idea into success criteria that we can run with. All right. Unique number two. <laughs> uh, team. So, uh, We work in teams. So when clients work with us, they get assigned two team members. Um, One is a strategist and one is an implementer. And it's basically a project manager, project assistant type role. But what that does is create some redundancy for the entrepreneur that is delegating. Because we all know like delegation is really scary. And when you start to rely on someone and in the admin industry, in VAs in particular, the average life cycle is a year. Um, or less. So, you know, you build up this, this trust and this sort of cadence with someone and then they leave and then you're like back at zero. So we, we shifted over to two person teams a couple years ago. Um, and it, it helps create redundancy so that when there's turnover, you know, we're managing all of that process for the client. They're not having to source interview train. We do all of that as part of our service. So accountability team. And what's the third? Delegation strategy. So I mentioned earlier, we do goals focused delegation. So one of the hesitations that entrepreneurs have when they are, you know, thinking about delegation is, is just fear around, you know, I don't know how to delegate or what to delegate. So when they come to us, we run them through our process to identify where our support, you know, one to two hours a day can really get them the most value in ROI. This episode is sponsored by the EOS Conference. The National EOS Conference is designed for companies running on EOS. In its fourth year, it's already impacted hundreds of companies around the world. This year, you can attend online right from your desk. The conference will be fully virtual this year meaning you have an even greater opportunity to access the incredible opportunities and content available during the event. By attending the conference, you will connect, learn, and strengthen the impact of EOS in your business. You'll connect with other companies running on EOS and the entire EOS community. You'll learn from expert speakers, including me, Chris White, along with founder, Gino Wickman. Best of all, you'll strengthen your implementation of EOS and learn to adapt the tools to the challenges you're facing in this pandemic. The U.S. Conference will take place May 13th, 14th, and 15th virtually. So join us. To register, visit eosconference.com. We are open for business. Is there a area that you see that's kind of consistent or, or common that entrepreneurs aren't coming to you for, but you actually have an impact that they super were not like they weren't even expecting it, but you come in and oh my goodness moments happen. Is there, is there a commonality to what happens there? Is it all unique? Yeah. I mean, every client is, is unique in what we do for them. We like to say that you're not unique, like administrative work in general, we're industry agnostics. So we really don't care what industry you're part of. Like we're admin is admin and it really doesn't matter. Um, but I think where we can bring a lot of value is process. Um, I think that one of the reasons that delegate has been so successful is that we are committed to process and it's boring and it's painful at times and it's robotic, 
but I think it's what has made us successful and scalable as a virtual team in general is being able to identify and follow process. And are your, uh, are your virtual team members, are they working with a lot of organizations that run on EOS? Uh, recently. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm an EO and strategic coach and, and EOS is growing year over year. You know, it's reaching a point where now everyone pretty much has heard of it, whether or not they're running on it. But, um, yeah. So a lot of our clients are either wanting to start EOS, self-implementing EOS or have heard of it. How did you become so passionate about giving 12 years of your life to the idea of helping entrepreneurs? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started the business when my son was born um, and it was really born out of this idea that I do not subscribe to commuting in and out of the city to do admin work, but I really enjoyed it and I was good at it. My Colby is six, seven, six, two. So I'm like a mediator type yep. profile. So I'm probably not like the world's greatest admin, but I was good at it. And I, and I, you know, ultimately what I enjoy is helping others. Um, so my son was born and I was like, I don't want to, I don't subscribe to this. Mm -hmm. and I learned about virtual assistant 12 years ago, obviously, and really was like, huh, so I could like do admin, but I could do it remotely. So for many years, the company was just me doing admin work. Um, one of my clients was in strategic coach. She got me into the strategic coach assistant program. This is probably 10 years ago okay. and um, really got into strategic coach and then really started to develop this entrepreneurial, you know, vision for the company that I didn't have when I started it. Um, I did the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small business program. Um, we, we then, you know, started implementing EOS a few years later. So it's been this like, you know, building block type journey just around this concept of helping people and creating a, a job that you can do remotely. That's professional, but more on, you know, flexible and on your own terms. Hmm. So what is it about, uh, so I recently read an article about uh, the, the topic was the having a strong culture in a virtual company and, and sort of the, you know, the, 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 the blocks to that and how difficult it can be. Um, how have you, has, has EOS helped you sort of lay that cultural foundation? So where, uh, even though you have 30 remote people, you still feel like you're together in your team. Yeah. So we've grown a lot in that way. Um, really because of our core values, I think, but we use a meeting, a meeting cadence, um, where we're getting a lot of FaceTime and then we use Slack. So, and we always, always are on video. So like, you know, there's a lot of meetings, I think at virtual companies that happen where two people are on video and everyone else is not, and you can't see them. And so like, it's a ground rule for us. You show up on video every time, no matter if your hair's a mess, like right, <laughs> right. being clients. <laughs> So do you have, so you have an accountability chart, right? And, and you, you have a team made up. Now, when you're, because you're virtual, do you come together once a quarter with your team uh, and get kind of belly to belly? We do not. So when we work with Mark, we're on Zoom. And my virtual team, this is just how we operate. It's comfortable to us. It's what right. we're used to. We do see each other in person once a year at our retreat. 
but all always with Mark on Zoom. Great. Does Mark attend your retreat? Is he run? Is that sort of your annual offsite? No. So as we've before we were implementing EOS, it was really when we would do our annual planning. Um, this past year, since we were you know already a year into EOS, we just used it as like bonding time. So we actually flew the leadership team into where we had the greatest population of team members, which was North Carolina. Uh, we rented like a big Airbnb on the lake and we all kind of stayed there and hung out and just did fun stuff because we never met in person. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. How was that experience for all these people going to stay in a house with strangers? <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't strangers because we all, we work together every single day and we talk and we see each other every single day, but we never see each other in person. <laughs> so yeah, the video weird. plays a big part in that, right? Because, y- you know, you want to have uh, the, you want to see each other. Exactly. Right. I mean, you're out on these 30 islands, but you're, you're a company and you're a team and, um, you know, obviously, economically, it just makes sense to run it that way when you're yeah. that type of organization. What's been what's been your um, sort of aha moment uh, in implementing EOS in your organization? Where Have you had like an aha moment where you just saw this biggest impact? Because you're not a traditional, you know, organization, right? Brick and mortar and everybody's in the same building. I think the most useful tool that we've, there's two, I think the L10. So you were asking about meeting cadence with the team. Um, you know, up until this past summer, we were really just having a 15 minute weekly huddle on Zoom. Imagine 30 people, we're positive focus. We're going from that into company updates from that into our version of IDS, which is like a shared learning and then a core values conversation, we would rotate the host. Um, this summer, we implemented something called PACs, which are small teams that meet once a week and really run like almost like an L10. So they've been able to IDS client issues um, together, which has been really helpful. And they really are loving like the smaller groups as well. So that meeting cadence has been really helpful. Yeah, I've got a, I have a client that actually does that. They call them pods. Um, and they're, they're, yeah, we didn't like that. We yeah. <laughs> but essentially they're, 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 you know, smaller teams so that they can improve communication and, uh, get to more issues and solve them quicker. Um, and it seems to be working really well with them. And they have scorecards now, which, you know, is new. We're still working on that. And right. the, the action plans that are, we do with our clients actually score progress made towards the goals that the client has set. So it's like a, a, an Excel type situation and that data like feeds into their individual scorecard. So it's been really helpful because they can really dig into, you know, think things that are off track. Right. So Emily, I'm going to ask you go to go into teaching mode for our audience for a second. The, the people that are listening out there and they have an assistant of whatever flavor already, and they might not be maximizing that relationship. Can you give us some, call them whatever you want, tips, tricks, tools that we can take and implement in our own practices? Sure. So this one might be a little uncomfortable, but I'll start with it because it came to mind. But, you know, my friend just recently hired her first admin and she's like, what should I do? Right. <laughs> and 
I, I first and foremost, like make sure that they have their processes captured, please, because yeah. you turn over in that. It's absolutely so painful. Um, so, you know, when they come in, just as you're teaching them how to do, you know, you're probably teaching them how to do it or they're le- creating a process to do something, make sure it's captured and saved somewhere that you can reference. So that's uh, tip one. Tip two would be use impact filters, please. Um, <laughs> we, we, this is literally one of the greatest tools for delegation. You know, shout out to Dan and the whole team. But, you know, for us as, as support partners to be able to understand the goal and the success criteria, it makes delegation so much smoother. Hmm. And if you're listening and you don't know what that is, there's a tool called Google and you can put in strategic coach impact filter and you can find it. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing that we do with clients that I think other entrepreneurs could implement with their assistants is like a weekly sync. Um, We call it just a weekly planning and accountability call. Uh, And we run those. So your admin can actually run that with you and just talk about what the priorities are for the week. Make sure that, you know, you have time to get done the things that you're committing to. She can help you or he can help you put them on your calendar as time blocks. Um, They can prompt you with questions. So like, let's say I need to be on this podcast. So Georgia, who's my assistant, would be like, okay, what do you need in preparation for that podcast? Like she'll kind of proactively prompt through what you might need to prepare for that particular priority. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, letting go, right? And it's so hard for all of us. And I was just wondering, you know, when you're, can you describe, so there's kind of uh, two sides, right? One, your target market of entrepreneurs, and then now you have this traction with the USI community. Um, what is, what, when does an entrepreneur know they need an assistant? What should, because a lot of times they don't want to admit it, right? They're like, ah, I got this, you know, I can, I'm going to take care of this. And of course they're, they're all over the place, right? Nothing's getting done. Well, if you're a new entrepreneur, you know, why not start with good habits and, um, you know, really factor them in. I'm guessing that your audience is not new entrepreneurs. So for existing entrepreneurs, you know, we always beyond the goals focused side, you know, when you find yourself doing recurring things in the business, that is really just about capturing a process and showing someone else how to do it. You know, that's a really easy place to start that can get you a lot of time back. Emily, one of the things that I ran into one of my own sins was thinking that the processes that I did were magic and they required me. So these were special, these were special processes. Um, and it took me a long time to get over that. Are there, are, are there special processes, um, that are exempt and it's, it's really tied to that founder's unique ability or, um, if it's repetitive in the business, should it be, should it automatically be assumed that it could be passed on? It's funny because I have like a lot of answers to that question, but the one that's top of mind, I was sitting in coach and, and we were talking about unique ability. And I realized that one of my unique abilities was a recurring thing that I was doing in the business. And the coach was like, 
if it's a recurring thing, you know, just because it's a unique ability activity for you, it doesn't mean you need to be doing it, right. right? So what we did over the last year is she and I worked together to create a process of what this unique ability activity really was. And it's on our list to like write a little ebook about how to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can totally delegate unique ability work if it's recurring. That's amazing. So do you, do you have a place in that process then since it's, no. Okay. Wow. Okay. Even to the so, point you're going to teach others. That's amazing. Well, what, what it was just to give you context was our kickoff calls with clients. So for 10, 11 years, I ran the launch calls with clients to do the delegation strategy. And I had a team member, Amanda, who works with lots of different clients that might be listening. You know, she's really good at this. She's great at delegation strategy. It's a unique ability activity for her. Um, so she just, you know, worked the process with me to interview me and she watched me and I watched her and over a series of months. And now she runs every single lunch call, probably better than I did. Okay. So you found somebody, does she have a similar unique ability in that aspect then? Yeah. I mean, a lot of my team has unique ability around, um, simplifying complexity. That's a big thing within the company, um, and helping others. And, you know, she's been with the company like five years, so she knows, the whole like way that we do things, which was really helpful. Talk about simplifying complexity, because I think that's another one of the traps of entrepreneurs is it's all up in my head and you can't understand it because it's so complex. Impact filters um, and strategy circles would be tools that we would be using to help do that. But personally, like my theme for the year is simplify. Um, and that's, at our EOS annual this week, it was a really painful day because we uncovered a lot of complexity in the business that was starting to break as we were growing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're always learning in that area too, even though it's a unique ability activity for us, we're still, you know, always up against that as well, especially when you're scaling. Mm -hmm. Since you've mentioned it three times, will you give our audience a little overview of an impact filter? Yeah, so uh, they actually created a quick filter for like all of you 10 quick starts, even less painful because it's not a full page, it's just a half page. Right. Um, <laughs> but really, it forces you to identify, like, let's say you have this great idea, and normally you would just throw it at the admin and say, Can we do this? I love this idea. Well, this, I, this tool really helps you check yourself before you wreck yourself around some, something that you're going to send somebody on a wild goose chase to do. So you just, you know, put the goal into the sheet um, and you identify success criteria that someone else will understand that when they're done the project, this is what success looks like. And it's kind of like just a checklist for us to make sure we hit on all the key things that are aligned with your expectations. Well, Emily, this this has been great. I, I tell you, there's a lot of good uh, information here around, you know, what you do. And we all struggle with, with the delegation um, if you had one piece of advice, whether it was to your target market of an entrepreneur or an EOSI, you know, who's, who's considering, what's, what is your one piece of advice to them around delegation? I think, you know, we would encourage you to get comfortable with 80%. Um, and, 
you know, if you're, if you're really seeking perfection with delegation, you're going to be endlessly disappointed. Mm -hmm. You're really just looking for impact with delegation. So what is going to move the needle for you? So that's really why I encourage you to start with goals focused and repeatables in the business. So Mm. scheduling and all that kind of stuff. But you know, no one's ever going to do it as good as you. In some cases, they're going to do it better than you. And in some cases, they're going to get it done, but it's not going to be perfect. Um, and so, you know, really just getting comfortable with like, can I live with 80%? Right. Step. Emily, where can our listeners go to learn more about you and your organization? Sure. DelegateSolutions.com. And we actually have a complimentary freedom analysis that we offer. If you are an entrepreneur and, and you're hearing about, um, you know, you need help with delegation, you don't know what to delegate or how to delegate. We have an exercise that we run. It's 15 minutes. It's an interview style. And it's similar to delegate and elevate where you can really identify things that you can quickly hand off in the business. And that's free um, complimentary session and it pops up when you land on our site. That's fantastic. And we'll make sure to get that link in our show notes so that we can direct people right to that. So Emily, from from all of us here in Tractionville, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. Tractionville, if this was helpful to you, would you pass this on, share it, go to our website, like, uh, give us comments, give us some feedback, and we'll see you next week.